calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Joe Scrabbles. I'm joined by Matt Perslow. Hi. And Jesse Gomez. Yo, yo. We're going to do it. We're going to make a podcast again. <laughs> I'm I've so realized excited. shortly before the podcast that everything on the running order is things I haven't done or seen or, you know, interacted it's with. It's an in educational any session for you then. So I'm here as a sort of, I'm a proxy for the listener. Mm. Um, the thing actually I was thinking we could briefly speak about is that we actually know that Disney Plus is coming out now. Oh, yeah. It's coming out a week earlier than we expected. What? And it's not that expensive. Oh, it's super cheap, isn't it's it? Like 60 I like that. Sixty quid for a year. Sixty quid for a year, or f- is it four ninety nine or five ninety nine a month? I think it's uh, five ninety nine, and that yeah. includes four K content as well, which is actually really, really generous. Excuse me while I quickly That's mop right. up some coffee loudly. Mm, delicious. How <laughs> much is um four K content on Netflix? Four K content. Four K films and television. Four K content, shows. man. Look. Listen, I'm a video He's editor. He's on side. Uh. We do, we make content here and we consume content. Oh, exactly. And if you don't, can't up. get on board with that, it's banned. That's it's, fine. If they'll help me say any, that, any, you'll any get of the well freelancers, it's immediately wiped out their copy. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, 4K for Netflix is I pay 11.99, I think, a month for really? it. Really? Yeah. And what? it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> most really? of it. I know. I mean, it's fine, but it's, yeah. it's obviously it's not as good as buying a 4K physical disc. Is yeah, it? that um, makes sense. I've always imagined Netflix as being free, just because I've never paid for it, and my dad's always had an account yeah i've like, always sponged I'm yeah a right sponger. i mean <laughs> i pay for prime and everything else. admittedly yeah. i have people that sponge off my account <laughs> which is that's because obviously with the 4k netflix you get up to four accounts mm-hmm. really really only nice. got one person sponging from me but yeah i'll have it that's <laughs> um yeah i think it's quite good yeah. the the qu- i think the big question is that you know we've all managed to watch the mandalorian <laughs> through our friends in the u.s yeah yeah they've yes. been very nice for us uh what are you going to use Disney Plus 4 when it comes out? I'm probably... I don't know if I'll buy it at, um, well, yeah. sub at start. Yeah. I think I'll be waiting for... Is Falcon and Winter Soldier the first one? That's the first Marvel one, yeah. yeah. I'm actually interested in watching Star Wars in 4K because they yeah. have those online now, like the original trilogy and stuff. But I just I can't think of much until those big releases where I'll probably get a trial. 
and stop. I genuinely think if you listen to the episode where Cardi and I talked with Sid from our US, from our <laughs> LA office, yeah. she kept talking about these insane Disney I'm aware movies. of the... Because the, they used to do... Was it like every couple of weeks they'd have or every month there'd yeah. be like one of these low budget Disney films that would just be kind of like either some mad thing about living toasters <laughs> mm. or sort of like sequel number six to a Disney classic. Like she tagged me and Cardi on Instagram last night uh, (laughs) in a a picture of one of them that was, oh, where is it? There's also been this mad video going around of just like one of those Disney videos where a dog just runs up to a dude, punches him and then runs out. I have not seen that. It's very clear that like there's a transition shot where it's a man in a dog suit (laughs) beating the crap out of someone else. That sounds great. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Yeah, Xenon Girl of the 20 first century i've that heard of great. xenon girl yeah. is it good it's, it, yeah it's let's just, have a look it's like oh god it's just <laughs> like girls wearing clothes that are fashionable now yeah. <laughs> i get the impression at one point it might have been a sort of hannah montana-ish kind of oh, deal i think, I'm it's, really I think into it's films it. right i think it's a film series but but, but is as in sort deal? of like the not that it uses the same narrative but i get the idea that like the vibe of it is quite mm. hannah montana you're into the xenon vibe <laughs> so yeah that's what i'm doing day one xenon nice. get it on uh but let's talk about something that's definitely not going to be on disney plus the lighthouse mm. what? uh a black and white is it oscar ratio four by three yeah yeah it's not, well it's I'm not, not sure four it's, by three it's, it's more like one by one it's more it's, kind of square well yeah. i, te- I kind think of technically it's one by nine, I think Fucking it is. But yeah, nerd. Academy Ratio <laughs> yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I haven't seen this and mm-hmm. I'm sad about it because it looks bizarre. It is take, bizarre. It's take really us through interesting. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting, because I guess we've all watched The Witch, yeah, right? And I was expecting that kind of level of, I guess, accessibility, which is a weird thing because The Witch is kind of surface level. You know what's kind of going on. But then The Lighthouse feels feels more than that. It's like... There's a lot of things left to interpretation when okay. watching that film compared to The Witch, which is a bit more straightforward. Yeah, The Witch is I definitely like. more literal. Like, um, I think the interesting thing about The Witch is the The Witch is obviously a story of a family going insane, effectively, yeah. mm. and not actually. I don't think they're going literally insane, but it's obviously it's the infighting that comes from that family of the witches. You know a part of that story but it is as much about the distrust that is building up yeah yeah. whereas there is that element to this but whereas i think the witch lays its cards out a little bit more straight this is you've no real idea why these people are gradually losing their minds yeah i think the witch feels like you're watching people go mad from the outside yeah Whereas this is the lighthouse much, sounds yeah. like it's in the inside. Yeah, yeah just, because I don't think they have any idea why they're suffering the mental trauma that they are. <laughs> and neither did I by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, so. it's true, because in, in The Witch it's very clear that there's something supernatural occurring. But whilst watching The Lighthouse, I was torn between either... There could be the physical element where they are just going insane, or there could be the thing of the lighthouse is, you know, emanating this presence just from the light itself, and that's causing them to go crazy. Or And there's a few, like, Lovecraftian-esque things as well, which I was I was expecting, but I was expecting for that part of the film to happen more, for that to be a main point of the film, 
it didn't really mm-hmm. do that for I'm, me. I'm aware that we haven't actually explained the setup for this yeah. film. Oh, so, right, yeah. so basically, it is a case Batman of... Batman so- and Green Goblin <laughs> go to the lighthouse. <laughs> so Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are, are members of effectively the... You know, the, obviously, lighthouses have to be manned. Yep. But certainly, they did at that time. I guess a lot of them are automated these days. But it's set in These that- <laughs> days with our robot lighthouses. Uh, and effectively, Willem Dafoe is a veteran of, of this specific lighthouse. And mm. he has had partners in the past but they are not here for this shift rob patterson is his new i hesitate to say it's not apprentice but his new partner and what's the term a wiki is that, uh, is that yeah, they called? call themselves a wiki. Yeah. Right, and basically, it's a four-week tenure on this lighthouse on a rock in the middle of fucking nowhere, basically. Mm-hmm. And wait, if a wiki's being taught, is it a Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> is it Wikipedia? Well, I did wonder if, like, does wiki mean something more than, like, is there a it probably reason? Does. I mean, during the 1800s, I'm sure it meant whatever that role was, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean wiki like, in terms of Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, What's right, that yeah. wiki? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so, and it is watching Robert Pattinson sort of descent into, it, it's, is it cabin fever? Is it a more supernatural thing? But yeah, it's, it's a film, so it's only, it's on for about an hour and 45, and I'd say maybe the first 40 to 50 minutes of it is actually just watching two men do lighthouse duties. Yeah. yeah. So it's Do you only, learn how a lighthouse works? Not you really. It's just, I'd take that. <laughs> a lot of it is watching Rob Patterson push a wheelbarrow around. Yeah, just getting pissed off. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's very, very angry, and like them dealing with, obviously, it's very difficult to get fresh water around there, so there's a lot of drinking and vodka. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of eating of very, very bad foods. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe is convinced that his lobster is very, very good. He gets very upset at one point in the film when Robin Patterson says, I don't like your cooking. It's a very brilliant scene, very moving. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the interesting thing is, is like, you know how The Witch was, it was spoken in Middle English? Yeah. Like it is, and this obviously (laughs) set a lot later because it's in a period of, I can't really tell when it's set, but I guess early 1900s. but it's very difficult to understand what they're saying. For right. sure, like I needed subtitles at some point yeah. during the film because I couldn't understand mm. a fucking thing. But Are we this... talking about accents or is it like original Bane it's... where you can't hear it over the noise? It I feel is... like it's a mix of both. It's, well, it's a mixture of what I say with three different elements is that you've got A, they're speaking a version of English that we don't talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, two, the actual, and what I do think is very good about the film is it uses a very distorted sound design. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like heavy reverberation and stuff like that, which yeah. depending on what the conversation is going on is applied in various different manners. Like actual audio distortion to the mm-hmm. point where like, I don't know, if you were messing around video editing, you just jack the volume all the way up, like that constant like blare. Like that. do that. Like that video going around of Sonia from EastEnders saying, <laughs> yeah. I was a total <laughs> slag. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that. <laughs> Uh, and then you also have the fact like they speak very very quickly. Ah. Yeah, there's a lot of like because they're they're always quite heightened. It's they obviously don't enjoy being in this area <laughs> yeah. confined together. And I think you find that Willem Dafoe starts off a lot more relaxed because he's just like this is where he lives for stretches of four weeks at a time. He yeah. loves that lighthouse. Yeah, it's whereas yeah, <laughs> to a degree. Whereas Robert Pattinson, like he's coming in at a much more newer sort of element, and it's watching him gradually get more and more pent up as the film goes on. Right. Yeah, and so all of that I find very, very interesting. And like the performances are incredible. And the film not, as well looks brilliant yeah, too. It's, like. it's not just shot at Academy Ratio, right? It looks like the seventh seal. Right. It's got that sure. very old sort of thing. I don't know if it carries it all the way in the same way that The Witch does. Well, that's it. So I've only heard Cardi's opinion yeah. about this or his yeah. final opinion, I guess, which is he didn't like it as much as he wanted. Yeah. Mm. And he certainly likes it less than The Witch. 
How did you both feel about it's, it? It's one of those things where I think there was so much left to interpretation. Because um, at key points in the films that like the characters mention, like the legends of Prometheus mm-hmm. as well. But then aside from, you know, like the kind of crazy supernatural things that could be happening, you have the like the physicality of Willem Dafoe's character kind of demeaning Robert, Robert Pattinson's character as the film goes on. And that could potentially be a theory as to why he eventually went crazy. Right. Or it could just be like this lighthouse area is fucked up. And that's why they <laughs> went mental. Like there's a lot of things to consider in the film. And I'm just, I really enjoyed it, but I just... I kind of wish it was just a bit more of like a Lovecraftian, like, holy shit, this un- like this uncontrollable dread is approaching the island, mm. and it wasn't really that. Without giving too much away, I think the stuff I've enjoyed about, like, this... I don't... New Wave is such a loaded term, <laughs> but, like... Avant-garde. A se- the series of horror directors who seem to be emerging of late is people who are willing to be, like... No, this is just, like, fucked up supernatural stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're actually not as interested in telling you a story that can be interpreted in multiple ways. Yeah. Like, I don't want to name films because then it's essentially <laughs> sure, spoilers. Yeah. But it does, I, I kind of, listening to you, would almost prefer it if, yes, The Lighthouse was about some mad bullshit happening. The interesting <laughs> thing is, is it, you, know, you know when sort of, like, you're watching a film and you start to guess where it's going and you're like oh i figured out the twist and all yeah. of this yeah and i came up with so many elements that i thought would have made a better conclusion right. than we actually got i think it's one of those where i definitely don't like it as much as the witch i think the witch is a far more accomplished um piece of um piece of filmmaking the thing that i do like about it is it's almost like a pinter play in that mm. you know how harold pinter very much like his plays tend to be I mean, I really like The Caretaker, which is just three people in a room. Yeah. And quite often a third person is taken out so they can just bitch about that other yeah. person. This is very much like, I like the idea of it being just two men contained mm. and just them gradually having to deal with each other and the tensions building. I think that's done very, very well. I think even though it's quite a short film because it's not it's sub two hours, I do think that's, it stretches out that a lot. Right. And I feel that there's maybe not the curve that I want out of it. I do feel there is a point where you're like oh rob patterson's definitely mad now and mm-hmm. i yeah. would have liked that to have been a more gradual lead into that right okay um but in in terms of imagery i think it, it's more evocative than the witches there's some really which i can't talk about because yeah. like we yeah. go too deep down the rabbit hole then but there's one scene in specific which is clearly shot in the way a 1920s film would have been done ah, that's with cool. the way that they use kind of like it needs a supernatural element to it that's mm-hmm. all done through light. And I think that is inc- oh, like, genuinely yeah. looks incredible. It, Jesse knows th- what I'm th- talking about There's a lot now. of frames in this film that honestly look like a painting yeah. of sort. It's like, it looks beautiful. That's cool. It's amazing. I'm glad, like, I think it's basic, even if it's not exactly the film you want, it seems like a good thing that something like The Lighthouse is getting mainstream attention. Yeah, like, I'd, yeah. Ra- I'd rather it exists, yeah. even though it's it, it's not my preferred sort of way that I would have done that film. It is yeah, it's bizarre that we've got to this place where that's allowed yeah. to happen. Like, it's one of the only good things it's, about it's modern these, life. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like anybody that complains about the fact that all films are is Marvel. Mm. It's like it's because you literally haven't looked like beyond <laughs> like film one on your cinema yeah. listings. Yeah, yeah. Like, the- there's only what three Marvel films a year. Two this mm. year, I think it is. Like, there and are so loads many of really good. Yeah. yeah. That's not even like looking at short films as well. They're uploaded like on a weekly basis. They're yeah. amazing mm-hmm. too. So go looking for God's sake. <laughs> now from one nuanced, multi-leveled character study to another, <laughs> Doom Eternal. Um, it's I, weird because that's not actually a joke anymore. Is it? Oh yeah, I suppose there's more to it now. Yeah. Um, I 
cannot like I've missed Doom Eternal at I think three shows right. I've been to. I've not been to the point where I went to it at uh Gamescom fucking, would it be? Yeah, Gamescom mm. and just couldn't get on yeah. and couldn't find anyone to let me on <laughs> and pull the Please I'm ITN card. <laughs> um so Every time I see more of it, I'm more and more furious and feel like I could be Doom Guy at some point. Well, it's fucking amazing. I, I can't believe you've been allowed to play it for as long as you have. Yeah, I mean, technically, this will have been the third time I've played it. Piece of shit. I know. But this was like, the other ones that I've played were very much like they were demos that were built for show floor. So it was very self-contained. Like slices, yeah. kind of, yeah. Mm. Whereas this, I've played the first three hours now. And like... I don't want to make you feel too left out, Joe, but I think it might be the best first-person shooter ever made. <laughs> That's amazing. Better than Titanfall 2. Yeah, and like I say that as Holy someone shit. that does. Just, I've not played anything that feels like this. Like, yeah. it is... Like, it is obviously built on the fundamentals of Doom 2016. It is that game. Yeah. But the layers on top of it and the way that they've so much focused in on a combat loop mm. that I have spoken about the last time I got to see Doom so mm. I'm not going to overly focus on that but it is this this wonderful idea of like if you need armor you set things on fire mm. if you need ammunition you cut things up with a chainsaw if you need help you rip them apart with your bare fists and the way that that resource management is what is keeping you afloat and you're yeah. always on the knife edge between being dead and being alive between having no ammo and having all the ammo mm. and like the way it balances that just creates a tempo that is so astonishingly brilliant because you don't kind see of- you don't see that strategy in like other first person no. shooters like you know if you kill an enemy they might drop a bit of ammo but you're not really like trying to create a strategic path as you blast your way through enemies, like changing weapon to melee and stuff like that. It's really cool. Well, it keeps you locked into playing the game as opposed yeah. to just going bang, 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 <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does maybe explain why Rage 2 was so crap, because it's like, well, we just make it our game. I played it for game. 10 minutes, so I was like, this is shit. Yeah. See, I finished Rage, which I don't think is shit, but I, it's one of those games that I forget that I've played. I just think I just thought the that's, shooting that's felt worse. so bad for an id game. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. understand, or an id, an, an id co-made game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, th- I think mad. Rage has got like the very fundamentals are there, but it doesn't do anything to really build mm. on that. And especially... Rage is one of those games that once you've got the assault rifle, you've got everything you need. Whereas Doom is like, we want you to use every. And I think this time around, they recognize that in 2016, the super shotgun was pretty much the secret key to the entire game. Mm. Like, it's definitely not the case this time. It's it's much more of a case of constantly swapping it through your weapon wheel. Yeah. Um, But part of that is to do with, like, the terrain of this is very different to Doom 2016. Mm. Um, it pleases me greatly because it's very Warhammer. Very <laughs> very grim, dark, big cathedrals mm-hmm. in the future. From the gameplay I was editing, mm-hmm. which the video you sent me, I was like, I think I saw ice and like yeah, so trees for the first time you, in Doom. Have you done the heaven stuff yet? No, no. You, you go and to I don't, heaven? So they've shown yeah. that in trailers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, fucking cool. And it, the closest analogue I can see to what their version of heaven is is Bayonetta, which basically yeah. makes me absolutely delighted because yeah. those weird porcelain faces over flesh yeah. creatures mm-hmm. are absolutely. Sounds awesome. Like incredible. its art design is incredible and the thing is is it's one of those that like yes Doom is grimdark it's like gross and disgusting and all of that it's also got a really good sense of humour mm. so it's like all of the glory kills yes are designed to be grotesque but they're also quite funny they're like yeah. how the Marx Brothers would kill people yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> 
Um, so it's got it's, it's good natured in a way that sometimes I think like games like Mortal Kombat sometimes aren't. Sometimes I feel that Mortal Kombat finishes can be a bit like I want to upset Mum. Yeah. There's a there's a point. There's a there's been a point, and I think we've passed it now, where the game of Mortal Kombat is so realistic, or like the depiction yeah. is so realistic that I now don't enjoy fatalities anymore because mm, I, I just think they're so still. gross. <laughs> I just yeah, I can't get into them. Yeah. Whereas Doom, like when you do the glory kills on the cacodemons like mm. you tear their eye out but you get like a pop sound oh, like when gross. it pulls out like a bursting bubble yeah exactly <laughs> and like it's that there is a an underlying sense of knowledge that this is stupid yeah. even though they've you know it's massively much more smart than the last one was but it knows that it is a shooter that's a bit dumb yeah um but I think the interesting thing will be for a lot of people is transitioning from 2016, which is very much like, I think, for as far as I can remember, and I haven't played it since 2016, but the only cutscene in that game is like the start and the end and maybe a couple in the middle. Are there, are like, there a lot more in this one? There's a couple of bits where you're like traveling ele- in elevators while the doctor talks yeah. to you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But they're u- I think they're usually cloaked loading screens as opposed to yeah. like full cutscenes. Whereas Doom Eternal definitely has much more of an idea of like it wants to tell a story. Mm. And so there's a proper opening introductionary cutscene. There are moments where you're having conversations. Mm. Where, not- Wait, Doom Guy speaks? No, no, okay. it's not conversations, but like you <laughs> the are... The dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> I guess more Gordon Freeman y. Oh, okay. Um, right. Though there are things going on, and like Doom, Doom, the Doom Slayer is definitely a far more intelligent entity this time around. Like, he literally has his own spaceship, That's which is the awesome. Fortress of Doom, which is <laughs> a planetary cathedral, basically, that, that is in orbit over Earth, in which basically you, you, you earn batteries and you slot those into sections of the fortress which open up bulkheads which gradually builds this massive cathedral out sounds fucking awesome like (laughs) the first thing that you get which is like at the end of mission one i think which is the first thing i got to see in the demo is the repertorium which is basically (laughs) doom slayer has a prison for demons in the bottom layer of the fortress of doom which is basically just his training arena jeez so you just you just (laughs) go down there open all the cages and just shoot the shit out of demons that's fucking awesome and like you don't have to worry about ammo when you're down there it's much more of a like learning how what like the fundamentals yeah. work so you don't have to worry about like running out of ammo or health. sounds like the museum at the end of War- uh, modern warfare 2 once you finish that game yeah but more metal. Like, yeah <laughs> sure metal museum yeah yeah it's wonderful and like sort of like um there's the world building that's going on like it's definitely a game where you don't have to worry about the story if you don't want there will be more story presented to you on a surface level because of the cutscenes. yeah but for the most part, it is running around and, you know, you might pick stuff up that you can go into a codex and read. And there is clearly now it has that deep lore. Like, I, yeah. I was talking to a friend of IGN, Dave Jewett from mm-hmm. GameSpot, and we were talking about the idea of, like, is the Doom Slayer maybe an angel? And, right. And stuff like that. Like, it's got all of this almost yeah. Diablo-like sort of <laughs> thing going on. But it's very much like, if you care about it, it's there. If you yeah. don't, just rip and tear. Yeah. That's what's mad about 2016 Doom is that I couldn't get into it. Because at that time, I was like really focused on like story kind of first person mm-hmm. shoes and third person shoes. So I really like Uncharted 4 and stuff. Um, and then when I played Doom, I was like, this isn't for me. Because literally at the start of the game, you like froze the story to the side. Like yeah. you're not there for the mm-hmm. story. But now I've, I've changed my opinion more in the sense of like, 
Doom looks really fucking fun. Yeah. And, and it's now, mechanic. Like I say this about things like like Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne, but it's mechanically yeah. pure. Yeah. It's like everything. <laughs> like, and it's weird because it, it's got so many more layers now because it's not just about shooting. You've also got your suit can be upgraded. Your weapons all have two different upgrades that literally you snap the barrels off them mm. and fit new barrels on. They kind of then Wolfenstein too, didn't they? Yeah, like the upgrades and stuff. I think the difference being there is like I think Wolfenstein 2 its upgrade tree definitely leans into what you could consider an RPG light element whereas yeah. this is more a case of like here are just other tools that you can yeah. use like you get Fair runes enough. but it's not like you get 5% increase to your damage yeah, it's not like small little yeah. things like that like the rune that I was using is like if you right click while you're diving through the air it goes into slow motion you can do a little bit of bullet time which I thought yeah. was incredible mm. some people are more like Doom should be fast I don't want that if you don't want that rune just don't use it yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's much more a case of what do I want in my toolkit i'm always into upgrades that change how you play as opposed to change what you output yeah Yeah. and that's exactly what it is i do get the impression that if you really are a doom purist it might be possible just to ignore all of that yeah Yeah, are there there any ones that felt like they were necessary when you were playing no not at all i I wonder if like it'll get to a point like there's definitely your one of the upgrades is to do with increasing how much health and how much ammunition and how much armor you have and i can imagine that is probably Mandatory, like you, you won't be able to get to the end of the game with just a hundred health, because I think you'll be going. Watch, obviously, watch if you're very good at yeah, yeah. like yeah, as a per, as a normal person, yeah, yeah. no, but yeah, I'm sure yeah, they'll sure. allow you. Oh, to absolutely. Do it. Um, I think as a normal player, you're probably going to want to invest in that side of it. I do yeah. think if you just don't care about the runes, they're not they're, they're additions rather yeah. than that's cool things that you need to augment with. So yeah, yeah. I think. I hate using the thing like there's something for everyone here, <laughs> but I do think depending on what you want out of Doom, probably this game is going to give it to you. So I guess you can play as like OG Doom or just have more of that custom. I mean, definitely not is... OG Doom because I think yeah, like, yeah. the new it's, era it's changed, of Doom is changed. You can't look up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, giant mechas. Yes, yeah, there he is. That's it's my it's kind finally of happened. I know. Uh, it turns out that the game director apparently was the uh, concept artist for Pacific Rim. That's fucking and sweet. And one of the earliest things that you find is like this beautiful bit of like visual world building where you just find in a massive pit of lava a giant doom slayer as a mecha oh, so having sweet. pierced <laughs> a giant like greater demon through the chest with a sword and you run down the sword into its chest cavity. <sighs> that's blatantly going to be the final wait. mission where you're like know. trying a huge fucking like, even if it's guy. not the final yeah, mission yeah, right? it's, it's you gonna are be one gonna, of them yeah and I just love that idea that in the time period between Doom 2016 and this one there's been a massive war where they had to build giant <laughs> Doom Slayers yeah. like that does, is does just, it actually just look like him yeah yeah but he's got like his <laughs> face obviously doesn't have flesh it's, well, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Isn't the the suit is like a thing, like an artifact they found, yeah, right? really? or something? Or the I can't remember exactly how it is at the start. Because I don't know if Doom Doom, Ga- Doom guy is like Master Chief, or is he just a guy who found the armor? Or yeah, some see, shit? I played Doom twenty sixteen, not paying attention. Yeah, to yeah, story, yeah. So I also I exactly. think there's a difference between Doom guy and Doom Slayer. Yeah, I think they are two different people. Yeah, oh, okay. And I think like if you want that, I think this is going to deliver that for you. Yeah. Oh man, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, have you played any of the multiplayer? Uh, no, no, I've watched it, but I've not played any of it. The one thing that this does do is you get, I think they're called, great, no, enhanced demons, I think they are. Basically, 
when I think when it, Doom was first revealed, there was what looked like might have been invasions, like, like that Dark, Dark Souls-y Souls-y stuff. Yeah, thing. Shit, yeah. Um, it turns out it's not. Like if you see demons in your world with a gamer tag over it, they're actually demons that within the fiction have killed other players right. in their game. So if you Joe got killed by a revenant, what? That, <laughs> sorry, they're they're, they're 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 sneaky. They are they're, annoying. They're big and flyy. Yeah. Um, if that revenant then might turn up in my game right. and he'll be bigger and more powerful and it'll take me more to take That's him cool. down. cool, I like that. And mm. I don't know what, like, presumably there's rewards because yeah. I think, did, did Shadow of War have a similar deal? Yeah, uh, yes. So, she, yeah, because Shadow of Mordor did the thing where if something kills you, it becomes more yeah. powerful and becomes a part of the ecosystem and I guess Shadow of War had did If it that, killed and then the, people on your friends list, yes. they, that version of the yeah, nemesis their nemesis system. came in and you could kill yeah. their nemesis. So right, it's sort okay. of similar to that. I think Mordor did that as well, actually. Did it? Did it? I don't know. Oh, I don't remember. It's it's, I think it's definitely in Shadow yeah, of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's got a bit of that to it. But I've not played the the two demons versus one Slayer, which I think that is an amazing really concept. Like, I would. I can't wait to play that around the office. Yeah, I bet that'll be really <laughs> fun. It'll be on and it'll make fucker, everyone right? furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, a different game that I haven't played: <laughs> Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. Walking Dead games are almost always shit, but apparently this That's one true. isn't. I feel like this is the the best Walking Dead game I've played since like Telltale oh, was, Season One. Was, yeah, but there, there aren't really a lot of good Walking Dead games anyway. Yeah, because you had the one on Xbox 360. He plays what Daryl? Yeah, his name? And fuck that, me, that, that game was, was a mess. Shit, I reviewed that on Wii U. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What, what score did you give it? Oh Joe? God knows, man. Just shit. <laughs> I just, just it, shit. It meant nothing to and then, me. And then you had like what Overkill's Walking Dead. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, that was a complete mess. But this is like kind of like it's a weird mix between. Um, like I should point out it's in VR before we it get is, going. It is in VR. Yeah, yeah. It is in VR. It's um, you can play it like on the Steam store, and it's coming to PSVR sometime this year, I think. Yeah, that's their intent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's it's like a weird mix of like Fallout and like another VR game like Blade and Sorcery as well, which is kind of like a really heavy, um, melee heavy focused game. But you're essentially you know going around talking to people in um, New Orleans doing quests. And just trying to survive. You can craft items and shit like that. And you have like a home base where you can like drop items in. And it's just, it's just really fun. Is it like state of decay in how it's structured? No, so it's actually structured like Dark Souls. Okay. That's it, yeah. So what you have is like your home camp is the equivalent of Firelink Shrine. Right. um, In which you sleep on a bus. Uh, (laughs) You drink a little canteen and then it's the next Yeah, you've got like, that's where you do like all your safe zone thing. And then basically you have a map and you have a boat and that boat will take you to different places Mm -hmm. within New Orleans because New Orleans has been flooded out. Okay. And basically when you get to those places... um, It's like a little hub and there's like different houses you can go to like... Especially in the first area, because yeah. that's the only one that we've really mm-hmm. messed yeah, the, around Yeah, those, those areas are, rather than whereas Dark Souls, all of them net together, they are more self-contained. Um, but the the way that the death system works is Dark Souls. So right, okay. if you die, you drop your backpack. And obviously, because it's The Walking Dead and provisions are vital, mm-hmm. um, you um, basically, you need to get that backpack back. It's like it's, Zombie it's U, vital. actually, isn't it? Zombie I've never played Zombie U. Are because- you playing as different people each time? No, it's always the no, it's always the same guy. Because right? that's the thing. The the cool thing about Zombie U was the idea that you played as a series of yeah, people, and if true. one died, they became a zombie. But it's always like mm. having to go back to where you had died and grab that backpack, which is right, filled yeah. with all the items you mm-hmm. obviously need, which yeah, is really yeah. cool. So, so that's the that's what I find quite interesting about it is that sort of like having to 
plan your routes a lot more intricately mm-hmm. and knowing that if you die yeah you have to go but the interesting thing is is there's there's a basically a it's sort like a of watch hi- isn't it yeah there's a hidden timer to it all in that like yeah. basically you've got a watch that's synced up to the bells of the city and when the bells go that's when all the zombies come out they summon the zombies <laughs> right uh and so you can always tell sort of like roughly how like you can spend as much time on a mission as you want but obviously yeah. if you're gonna leave it until the bells go it's going to be a lot more difficult for you. So it's that okay. risk and reward of like, do I just go in and do the objective of the mission and then get out of here? Or do you like or, scavenge around for the yeah. items and stuff? Because you, you want to craft a bunch of cool shit. Like, yeah. especially, I mean, if you pre-order the game, then you get, um, oh, what's that baseball app with like the barbed wire wrapped around it and shit like that? Just yeah, yeah. Cool, cool items like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, spending the time in those areas to try and get those resources. It's like, it's a bit But it tricky. has, it, it does that risk and reward thing of like, so the first mission is, it's basically you, you go into this sort of set of streets there's a, a woman whose husband has unfortunately turned but she didn't have the courage to pull the trigger mm-hmm. she's like i really want the wedding ring back you know it's it's a symbol of our time together <laughs> so you're like okay i'll go and do it so obviously find her house she gives you the key to the house you go in shoot him get the ring take yeah. it back but she then gives you she's like as a thank you you can have the code to our safe yeah uh, okay but by this point obviously the bells are about to ring so it's like do you go back to the house which is already going to take you a while to get back anyway because yeah. new walkers are turning up and right. it is definitely it's a proper survival the thing i really like about it is it's a real survival horror in that like zombies take a while to take down and mm. it's not that they yeah. have health bars but because like, the, it's head, the head is the main thing yeah. and like especially when you stab a zombie it feels mm-hmm. really fucking good it sounds good as well it's like it's all squishy like they're just you know you know the audio engineers just like fucking ate watermelon in front of microphones <laughs> like ripped celery and shit but you are weak and yeah, your sure. shivs in the same way that it, it feels to me actually are quite a lot like um the last of us in mm. the way these mechanics work like shivs don't last very long right yeah. but because it's vr and it's obviously a lot more physical in its combat thing like it is a case of stumbling into a zombie trying to hold it <laughs> back with one hand stabbing it yeah. with the other hoping that you, you have to stab it through the brain and obviously you could stab it through the chin yeah. and that, that doesn't nuanced. work yeah, yeah, yeah. it is and like especially you can stab it halfway through the brain and it's still going to try and come at you and then you have to like slowly dig your hand in until it's like like it's, it's, it's like, awful it's, it's really, awesome. really grim it's so good but the interesting thing as well like Matt you mentioned that quest and I did the same quest as well oh, yeah but you're an awful person no 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 so here's the thing yeah but by, by, at the end of the quest she gave me she gave, she gave me the safe code and I gave her back the ring and I was like I really want that ring back so then I shot her in the face right. and she dropped the ring but I was like, you know what, let me just reload the quest because I want to see if this will happen, is that you don't even have to accept the quest. You could literally just kill her straight up, take the safe code and the ring, and never know about the guy in the house. Oh, weird. You can just kill, as far as I'm aware, near enough any NPC. We haven't progressed that far into the game, but that's the one I just killed straight up. It's just... Don't even have to do the quest. See, can I have my desk moved away from Jesse? <laughs> no, you, you can't. can't. We need we need angel and devil <laughs> next to each other. The but, eternal but, war. That's the thing. Like, I'm interested to see like how the game progresses because if I just go around fucking killing everyone, obviously, it's, like that's going to affect the area as a whole. And mm-hmm. something interesting as well. When you sleep and um, like the game starts again, it'll be like day three. Supplies have dwindled and there's now more zombies. I don't know if that's just flavor text or if there have like I, more zombies have appeared. I feel it actually is a, a signal of intent just because that's the vibe. I know I'm not yeah, yeah. sort of like an hour or so into it, but that's the vibe I get from it. Mm. I think the thing that like, so I'm obviously very new to VR in comparison because mm. I only had my VR headset at Christmas. Um, the thing that I found about it is the way it uses VR as part of like combat and inventory management so for example you've got a backpack on your back you literally pull the backpack off to rifle through it 
which I find really interesting. But when, so as I searched through that house, I'd done the bit with the safe, the bell started ringing and was like, shit, I've <laughs> got to get back to my boat and get home mm-hmm. before all things go bad. Come, sort of like climb out down the drain pipe of this house and there's three walkers in front of me. Go to my belt, which is where like your items are kept, and realize that the shib's not there because I've left it on a table <laughs> in the house. And that's the thing in normal video games, you don't get that because yeah. inventory is part of a system that the game manages for you. In VR, yeah. because items are individual items that have to be picked up and manipulated. Mm. If you didn't pick it up and put it on your belt, it's just not there anymore. Yeah. It's like, well, what the fuck? Am I? So they're closing on me. So I start rifling through the bag and find I've got a frying pan in there. So I just start beating them back with a frying pan. Um, and you just get that whole the uh, the weight does panic like i've got a double barreled shotgun which i found under the floorboards <laughs> brilliant but once you fired off both those barrels the fumbling of having to snap that barrel open mm. load in two shells out of your belt that's got the shells on it snap it back in aim it again by that point like you're fucked especially yeah. if you're not com it sounds really like weebish especially in vr but like if you're not comfortable with weapons in virtual reality and you don't know how to like you know just basic like how to use those weapons in VR, like, you're, you're going to have a bad time, mm. yeah. essentially. It's, it's just an added level of, like, fear that you don't... You, Ever deal to with. not worry about yeah. in normal video yeah, games. Yeah, it's like, because, just press the reload yeah. button and you're sorted. Yeah. Like, VR's- <laughs> like, the revolver, you have to put the six individual okay. shells into the revolver and snap it back. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of those little bits that are so much more physically done with your hands, that's what I think makes this an interesting, like, survival horror. Yeah. And it also yeah. does that thing where... Like, if you're behind a car, like in The Last of Us, you'd obviously just tap X to hide behind or mm. whatever the cover button is. On this, it is literally me in my bedroom yeah. crouching down. <laughs> but you can also do a thing where, like, if you use the grab button mm-hmm. on the controller, like, you'll grab the side of it and I can pull myself uh, up nice. or over it. Yeah. And being able to do those little bits really does make you feel like you're in cover and you're waiting for that walker yeah. to walk by. It's so way more fully fledged than I expected it. Oh, to yeah. Be. It's, like, it's, who's it's, made it? I have um, genuinely no idea. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. I think, well, it, I'm, <laughs> it's, it's done by Skybound, but obviously I imagine they're the publisher because Skybound is the publisher I think, I think of I the saw, comics. I think I saw on Steamer that they also developed it because they're like developer and publisher. And so they've the got thing. a games division now because they took... Um, Skydance. That's Skydance. That's it, yeah. yeah. Who are, yeah, yeah. both. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I know that they've got, they they saved The Walking Dead from um, when yeah. Telltale went down the plug. Um, and, and this is what sounds well because Walking Dead hasn't had a good game really since telltale and like this is just vr and the thing is like vr it costs you know a decent amount to get mm-hmm. into and stuff like that but it's just it's that level of immersion that people just kind of write off of like oh yeah it's kind of cool that you can just reload a gun as you do in vr but it's just people see it as a gimmick which is a shame because you miss out on a lot of great titles for me it's more VR. the fear that it would like it provides an actual genuine yeah sense yeah of for fear. sure and it, and it helps when you actually believe it as well because if you i don't know grab like a, an axe in this game and you just start swinging it madly thinking it's going to respond as you hope um then it's it's not going to play well but if you if you imagine like you know there's weight to this axe and you swing it as you really should then it just it helps make vr be more believable and fun mm. which just people are missing out on i mean i am really enjoying just the idea, and this is a very trite thing to say, but just the idea of watching you pretend to have an axe. Oh yeah, it's, and it's, you, and you, it's fucking I know, stupid. I know you've been looking after your housemate's cat recently. Yeah. I'm just imagining the cat just watching you like, fucking idiot. Well, both me and my housemate have both had VR kits for Christmas. Oh, He's really? got a Valve Index and Oof. I've got the Oculus Quest. And yeah, sort of like, I basically think the cat can just wander between two <laughs> sets of rooms just to watch idiots doing stuff. <laughs> right, from one sense of palpable fear to another, it's the endless search. Hey. Inside, 
It's a UK Aegean crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Hold up the DJ, we're coming through Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Is it in the search? Okay, what we got? This is from Johnny Thanks, Johnny, Johnny sent this in a bit ago Which will explain the first line Hello chaps, hope you all had a lovely Christmas <laughs> Uh... Here's a game. It's quite similar to go on Name Them, but with a more hectic pace. I've called it two-second rule. Fuck. Over five rounds, the host will announce the question for that round. It's it's more of a topic than a Mm -hmm. question. Okay. And then the two contestants will alternatively list off every answer they can think of as quickly as possible. The person who loses is whoever says a repeated answer, a wrong answer, or takes longer than two seconds to come up with something. Um, So we can do a practice round if you guys like. Okay. Let's do uh, Ubisoft games. Fuck. <laughs> and I, it's Wait, whoever so, starts goes first. Okay, so you so say, it's you just say whoever topic. thinks. Do, one so first. we rally it, do we? Yeah, yeah. We rally it. Okay. Well, I mean, well, someone whoever thinks of one first. Far goes Cry first. one, Far Cry two, Far no, Cry. No, no, no. no, no it's, it's a rally. Far... You say one, he says I thought the other. That's what he just you just blast them all off. No, 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 no. Shit. Far Cry one. Raymond. Uh, Rainbow That's two Six seconds. Siege. You're out. Fuck. That's it. God. Okay, it's okay. Gotta, I get it. It's, it's fine. It, I understand it it's now. It's speed. All right. I'm going to open my laptop just in case we need to check anything. I'm going to have to hack into my brain. Because I thought Ubisoft games would be easier than that. <laughs> I mean, I could go for days I on know Ubisoft. you could. <laughs> but you've got to be quick. I'm, I'm a right. speedy boy. Uh, I'm going to open Wikipedia. Ooh. I don't know if you've heard of it. Are you going to be able to wiki these in two seconds? Look. There's lists Once. on Wikipedia. Two. No. Uh, Unbelievable. Okay. You know what? I think this is going to go splendidly. Yeah? You I'm reckon? Just, I'm going to have to, like... I'm just, I'm just going to be fast. That's, 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 that's all I'm going to be. very much the point. Going forward, that's, that's the rule in okay. life now. I'm going to be fast. Let's go. Topic one. Names of characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, Mario. Link. Samus. Cool. <laughs> Luigi. Fuck. Two seconds, you're out. Shit. <laughs> the thing is, I can, I can picture all the fucking images. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Uh, all right. That, I was expecting that to go for longer. I've got to search for the next bloody list. <laughs> I could just keep going. Ridley. Fucking <laughs> Toon Link. Is that not... Is Toon Link actually a character or is he yeah. a skin? Uh, no, no, Toon, he is a character. Toon Link is, Toon Link is, yeah. is a character. As is Young Link. There mm. are three Links. Yeah. That's true. Oh. No, there are three. Every Fire Emblem character, which is too many, apparently. Uh, Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Commando. Total Recall. Terminator. Command... No, fuck. (laughs) He's out. Yeah, I'm gone. One all. I got too too excited about that. This is quite frightening. (laughs) Um, Names of game consoles. Xbox. Xbox 360. Xbox One. PlayStation 3. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 4. PlayStation 1. Dreamcast. PSTV. SNES. Fuck. PSTV? PSTV, yeah, you can it's play not Vita. That's not a console. Yes, it is. You can play Vita and PS3 and not. PS1 games, you if can. You, no. Yeah, you can. Wrong. No, PSTV is not a games console. It is Anyone? a service. No, all of you are shit. <laughs> well, I don't know, is, is it a service or is it It's just like gizmo, it's isn't it? Thing. But you can play PS Vita games on it. It is a console. PS Vita is a console. PS TV is not a console. Bullshit. Any, you were wrong anyway. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. What? You lost. Okay. Uh, that's 2-1 to Matt. I'm really enjoying How many this. are we doing with these? Five. Five. Ooh. Um, Stephen King novels. It. 
it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Matt wins, but we'll I'll, do I just, the final I just one. automatically thought of the film. I was like, I was going to say, it. chapter two. I was like, it's just it one doesn't book. Work. I'm an idiot. <laughs> For some... To come back and have a 3-2 loss. <laughs> An honourable 3-2 loss. Sweet. UK chocolate bars. Cadbury. Cr- Cadbury's what? not a chocolate bar. I was going to say Cadbury's chocolate bar, and then you just jumped in. <laughs> Oh. Well, that was I'm so quickly. sorry, Johnny. We fucked your quiz. Johnny, your quiz is fantastic. Well, I mean, we'll Matt, do it again. Matt perfected it, and I ruined Matt it. Matt perfected it. I don't think he had a chance. <laughs> if we'd done Ubisoft games, you'd be laughing. Right. On to feedback. <laughs> feedback is this week all about people's weird dreams. Hey, awesome. Because <laughs> I made the mistake of asking for that. And turns out it's as popular as crisps. Sweet. Um, I'm going to give. Jesse, you start with that one. Thank you so much. And you Dear IGN UK podcast, enter your own names here. I bet you're swimming with messages about people's insane crap dreams, and it's your fault, so here's mine. Couple drinks in here. So oh, yeah, I should say, this pissed. is the one that said, you was subject-lined, something along the lines of, you've done it now, you cunts. Which, That's I don't great. approve of the language, but it really made me laugh. Alright, let's go on. As I remember it, my favourite dream starts in a desert village with mud brick buildings being chased by a miniature tank. Maybe the size of one of those power wheel ve- power wheel vehicles from for the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm running from this tank and spitting on the dirt behind me to make the tank spin out with great success, but it's not enough. There's a western-style dirt-coloured courthouse building I escape into, but this is like nothing else. The floor is made of person-sized inflatable neon puzzle pieces. Bouncing along, I see that under the floor is a movie theatre currently active. Um, Taking a sit on the puzzle piece floor, I find clothing stuffed between the pieces. After realising this place isn't for me, I head back out and down the court steps to brave the tank once more. James from Phoenix. Thanks, James. That's fucked up, I love that it's... A, a cliffhanger, and B, the, just the vision of a man turning and spitting at a tank That's behind him. fucking Mario Kart so or something. Funny. That's brilliant. That's just the really idea of a laugh. tank being able to spin. I imagine a tank spinning out. <laughs> On spit. That's a lot of spit. Uh, Matt, you've got two short yeah, ones. Yeah, I've got two little, little ones. So this one's from Mike... It's either Mike Tapia or Mike It Tapia. is Tapia. We've Tapia. had this uh, approach before. Dune Cardi have a, have a look through. Right. Short and sweet one. Once had a dream that me and a friend had a business venture and bought the domain <laughs> Salad Saladero. Saladero. Salad Salad uh, oh, oh, so there's an explanation of this. Yeah, yeah. It involves endless pictures of Robbie De Niro photoshopped to replace or insert vegetables into the scene. <laughs> The only two I remember from the dream were one of him wearing a lettuce leaf hat. <laughs> one of him sm- <laughs> and one of him smoking a stick of celery. <laughs> it went beyond uh, viral. That's, that's so the, sad. That's the bit that got me. The fact that it's it beyond <laughs> viral. <laughs> Normally, I, I find I can trace my dreams back to something I saw or heard the previous day. No fucking clue where this one came from. I absolutely... <laughs> I cannot believe you haven't already bought Salad De Niro. <laughs> well, well, now, now we need viral, to look this up and see if I someone's think, actually I don't thi- purchased I, this. I believe Cardi checked and it didn't exist. Oh, it's but not going to be one of those now. dodgy porn sites. I wonder if Mike was like maybe in a Caesar while watching The Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> the old Irish Caesar. <laughs> uh, you've got a second one. Right, go yeah, let's go. Hi all, usual gubbins about liking the podcast, etc, etc. This is from Elliot. Anyway... I sleep talk quite vigorously and have done vigorously for years. 
It's yet to get me into trouble, apart from ruining a surprise trip to Paris for the other <laughs> half. That definitely sounds oh, like a bit of trouble. That's kind of sad. Um, as most of the time, it's parts of conversations with no context or one word spoken with confidence. <laughs> yes! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Recently, however, I have been bolting upright in bed while unconscious to announce a name and then curl back up. <laughs> Do you want to provide a demonstration, Jesse? Shit, so I couldn't think of a name. Oh my I'm god, no wonder you're fan of that game. Uh, recent examples include... Salah. 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 Liverpool fan. I'm guessing yep. this is Liverpool Football he Club. Is, he yeah. is. Kevin Bacon, presumably from the advertisements. <laughs> or, for the last three nights or so, Idris Elba. Nice. <laughs> He's watched Cats. So, on that note, who's the last celebrity or actor you had a dream about and what were you doing with them? Hmm. Thanks, from Elliot. I, I was really thinking nice. about this. I don't think I've got loads of celebrities. I, so as quite a young teenager, I, d- I did have quite a filthy dream about Philippa Forrester. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Uh, that's really stuck in my head. I don't that's... know. Robot Wars was a big thing for me. <laughs> um, just like yeah. the idea of just Matilda in the corner, <laughs> just watching on in disapproval. Like your cat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish I hadn't said that now. Um, anyway, <laughs> any celebrities in your dreams? Anyone popped up recently? It was just a pretty sad dream. I used to work at a cinema before I worked here, and um, Daisy Ridley often frequented the cinema mm-hmm. to watch, obviously, films, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Just had one interaction with her when she was just questioning the prices of the tickets in the cinema. That annoyed me, and I dreamt about that again, and that's it. You it's dreamt just, about having just a, a tiff literally with Daisy what, Ridley. Exactly what happened... Just the same kind of scenario, and that's it. Well, why is Daisy Ridley questioning ticket prices? I don't. She has fucking. She Star must be Wars doing money. all right. Yeah. I, I mean, don't... I still think it's within your right to question it. Like the everyman does yeah. charge a lot of money yeah, for a for, ticket. For sure, but it's the same as like you know, Curzon or anything like that. And like, <laughs> she wasn't getting the fucking huge sofa. It was a standard seat, yeah, and she was getting food as well. And how much was the ticket? It was like I think twelve quid, and it was at a very busy night as well. Don't Come complain. on, riddles. <laughs> Right, I've got... I'm going to finish up with one (laughs) from Sam from Utah. (laughs) This is brilliant. (laughs) Growing up, I had a series of dreams involving old people. That, at the time, terrified me. (laughs) Uh, I think he's referring to the old people in the dreams rather than old people in general. In retrospect, they're more silly than scary, but I thought I'd share. The main dream involved me visiting an old woman, who I presume was my friend. Odd presumption. We'd hang out in the parking lot of her nursing home, just passing the time. She always warned me not to visit her on Tuesdays. Well, one day in the dream, I was passing the parking lot, and I saw her sitting all alone with her head hung in sadness. Because she was my friend, I approached her and asked what was wrong. She raised her head, revealing bright red, shining devil eyes, and and shrieked at me, I told you not to come on Tuesdays! What the fuck? In another dream, I walked into a room in my house to find an unknown old man rooting through our stuff. He jerked his head upwards towards me, revealing the same evil red eyes, and said, Just give me five minutes. (laughs) And then he took off running. Those are the two most memorable of a tirade of demon-eyed elderly folk who haunted my childhood. That sounds fucked up. I don't know if I just subconsciously have a problem with old people, (laughs) but to this day my brothers still taunt me by jerking their heads towards me and requesting (laughs) that I just give them five minutes. That is so good. I feel, having seen some of the projects you've been developing in Dreams, Mm. that could be quite good influence for your thing. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Yeah, I'm getting to grips with uh, Dreams as in the 
computer program rather than you know just my, my brain <laughs> um and i am creating what i think will be uh the premier nightmare <laughs> on that service but we'll see how it goes i'm still learning logic circuits they're nice. really annoying <laughs> i don't know why anyone bothers to make games uh and with that <laughs> let's finish the ign uk podcast don't bother to make games they're too hard have a lovely week bye bye, Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.